I have been thinking about talking to you guys about this for a while. Um, it's not something I don't ever talk about, but I'm putting it together in a different way for you. If you know me, I tend to be direct. Some people will even say blunt. I get it. Here's why. While I absolutely believe you have the power to create the business you want and the life you want, I also believe that it does nobody any good, that I am of no service whatsoever, to blow smoke up your skirt and lie to people about the reality of things. It doesn't do anybody any good for me not to be just all that direct and honest. So one of the things I've said for years is that the hardest conversations you can have are honest conversations with yourself. Right? There's some of the hardest conversations you could have. And I also talk a lot about how you can have really good gut instincts, but your feelings will lie to you, which is why we need to track everything so that, yes, we follow our instincts, but we prevent our feelings lying to us by tracking everything. So I've been reading Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blount. I don't know if that's the right way you say his last name. Some of it's good. Some of it's I don't agree with. But anyway, I've been reading Fanatical Prospecting. And he had a header in there that I absolutely love because it brings really those two points I made about honest conversations with yourself and um, your feelings will lie to you. And it really wraps them up in a nice bow. And this is what he said. You cannot be delusional and successful at the same time. You cannot be delusional and successful at the same time. Now, this is a book on sales and prospecting, so he was talking about that in particular, but I think it's bigger than that. If you don't see the results in your business that you want, if you've hit a plateau in your income, where can you dig deep and find where you just might be being a little bit delusional, and I'm loving this word right now, right? I'm inviting you to go on a journey, go on a journey and find where are you being delusional in your business? Where are you lying to yourself? And here's the thing, it's not even necessarily on purpose. I would argue that it is often more of a subconscious situation than a conscious situation. But that also means why it's so, so, so important to figure it out. So weird, I'll give you some examples so you can see what I mean here. One of the most common ones of where I watch people lie to themselves in business is when they say to me, oh, I tried that it didn't work. When somebody says to me, it doesn't work, I tried that and it doesn't work. I have yet to meet a very successful person who has said to me, I tried that and it didn't work. Now, do we try things that don't work? Yep, all the time. There's all sorts of things that don't work. But a successful person doesn't stop with the sentence, I tried that and it didn't work. It's more of it didn't work right away. Yeah, I, right? 
a successful person will go, I tried that and it didn't work. So what can I tweak? What can I iterate? What do we have to change so that we can try again? If you find yourself saying to yourself, if you find yourself saying to yourself, I tried that and it didn't work. Double check. Did you really mean I tried that? It didn't work right away and it felt bad. So I stopped. I did an entire show on are you trying or are you starting? Most people, especially if you're not getting the results you want, odds are you didn't really try. You just started. So be careful about lying to yourself. Be careful about the delusions of what you're telling yourself about what will or will not work and whether or not you've actually tried. Wrap it up this way for you on this one. Don't lie to yourself about how persistent you are being. Persistency is a key trait in success. So don't lie to yourself. Don't be delusional over how persistent are you actually being. Um, a second place that I see this delusion coming up and really messing with us is delusions around what does it mean? What does it really, really mean to be a business owner? And then putting this idea and title of business owner on a back burner, truthfully. The truth about being a business owner, and we put that on a back burner. And I get it. I totally get it because most people go into running their own business to do the thing the business does. They like doing the thing the business does, so they want to do it for themselves instead of doing it at a job. Okay, great. And truthfully, you can build a reasonably nice freelancer model for yourself. That's fine. Totally fine. But if you want to cross the bridge from entrepreneur to business owner, you're going to have to learn. You're going to have to learn to do a whole bunch of stuff you probably don't know how to do yet. And you're going to have to learn how to do things differently than how you're doing them now. It means being a salesperson. First and foremost, you are going to have to embrace being a marketer and being a salesperson if you want to be a business owner. It means being a leader, being a leader, because you cannot scale a business alone. You cannot scale a business alone. It means making decisions and having difficult conversations. Most of those difficult conversations are with yourself. Right. It means setting expectations and holding people to those expectations. It means making investments and taking risks. It means taking the time to be methodical and strategic instead of winging it. That's something I hear all the time. Oh, I just wing it. I'm better when I wing it. You can't scale winging it. That's just not how that works. This is what you sign up for when you want to scale a business. Can you acknowledge and embrace who you need to be in order to be successful? And even more so, where are you falling short so that you know where to work, what you need to work on? Can you absolutely embrace, like, 
If you want to move from freelancer and entrepreneur and a business owner, you have to absolutely embrace the things that you're not great at doing and the things that you don't like doing and the places where you fall short just as data points so that you can do something about it. The third place I see delusion show up and mess us up is when we're being too pessimistic or too optimistic. And this is a little bit of a weird one here. If you're being too pessimistic, I put that under the category of imposter syndrome. You're not going to charge how much you're actually worth if you're too pessimistic about things. You might tell yourself when you're too pessimistic, oh my God, it's too hard to find the right team. It's too hard to manage a team. It's too hard to train people. If that's how you feel, you're limiting your income. You're limiting your ability to scale because like I said, you can't do this by yourself. So where are you being too pessimistic that makes you less bold, makes you less inclined to just make the ask? And I, sometimes I just categorize that all as being too pessimistic because it holds you back. But conversely, and this one's a little bit of a weird one, are you being too optimistic? Are you being too optimistic? Because sometimes that can be just as damaging as being too pessimistic because when we're too optimistic, we miss the truth about the reality of what we have in the now. Right. When we're too optimistic, we go, oh, my God, we have so many likes on our posts and we have so many people on our list and we have so many leads in our database. But when we're too optimistic about it, we miss the signs that say, well, maybe all those likes are not really from our ideal client avatar. Their likes and not people taking action. And we miss when we're too optimistic on the vanity metrics. We miss that we don't have the call to action in place and the client awareness system in place and the client journey in place to turn an audience into clients. When we're too optimistic about the wrong things, we don't get realistic about what we might have to improve on. Here's the thing. I'm all about optimism. I want you to believe in creating your vision, but learning how to hold the vision and act in the present and act in the reality so that you don't get swayed by vanity metrics and not take the action that would actually get you there. So, what do you do? It's time for an honest conversation with yourself, right? Sit down with your drug of choice, sugar, caffeine, alcohol. There's other things that are legal now. My favorite one is sugar. Sugar is my drug of choice, right? This is time for reflection. Where are you not getting the results in your business that you want? Where are you stuck? Where are you not able to cross that seven-figure mark when it feels like you're doing so many things right? And where can a few different delusions be the thing that's holding you back? 
If you're stuck on this and you're not sure how to do it, you can grab a copy of our business growth profiler. It's right at conqueryourbusiness.com. It'll kind of lay it out for you. It lists a bunch of different categories of your business that you can assess yourself in and identify what stage of business are you launching, leveraging, or leading your business. And this can help you identify the anchor in your business that's holding you back. And you can look at where is your thinking? Where are your delusions stopping yourself from moving forward? You can just grab that at the banner at the top of conqueryourbusiness.com. So there's really good news in this, by the way. Because, and this is, again, is why I kind of hesitated to even share this, but there's actually really good news here. There is nothing that I've mentioned in the last 10 minutes that can't be overcome. There's nothing that I've mentioned that you can't learn how to move past. You just have to be willing to do it. You just have to be willing to do it.